the first lesson is going to explain lots of secrets here. Um, we're going to explain the first lesson. In the first 15 lessons of the Likud Moran, you're going to see that there's going to be a story from uh, Rabbi Barbarana, who is a great Amora, a great sage from the Gemara. And we're going to see his stories, which are very esoteric, very ambiguous, which we don't really understand at all. But Rabbi is going to explain tremendous secrets um, that... Um, that Rabbi Barbarana was hiding within his stories. And here, Rabenu is going to explain things. And we know that in Chayim Oran, Rabenu explains that Rabbi Barbarana came to him in a dream and told him many times, come pay attention to my stories. And Rabbi Barbarana promised Rabenu, or when Rabenu was starting to reveal tremendous chedushim on Torah, Rabbi Barbarana came to him and told him, start paying attention to my stories. And Rabbi Barbarana made him a promise that if he were to pay attention, he would start revealing to Rabenu lots of deep secrets within these stories. So the first 15 lessons are all uh, stories of Rabbi Barbarana, but very deep as to what Avodat Hashem that Rabbi Barbarana is hiding within the story. Rabbi is going to explain and give us tremendous, tremendous advice. With the help of the supernal God who acquired the heavens and the earth, and who gave us our Torah from the, the, from the, to the desert of giving, basically from Matan Torah, Let's, let's begin to print. Let peace, chidushim nifraim, awesome novelties, venoraim, and wondrous ones. Al ma'amri Rabbi Barbarana, through the stories and the sayings of Rabbi Barbarana, the sage from the Gemara. Bishud zeh, with this merit, niskel alon litzion birnana, with this merit will be able to ascend to Tzion, Yerushalayim birnana, with lots of rejoicing. El kirat Melach David Chana, to the city of Melach David, uh, the king of David Chana. So let's get into it. Um, to the, the camping of the king of David, which is Tzion, so Yerushalayim. So let's go, in, let's go to, um, let's start. And this is obviously, um, no, we get into it. Ashre. Ashre temim Hashem. It says happy is the person who walks straight on a, path, on a straight path, who walks with Torah Hashem. So we're going to, Rabbeinu, You'll see, notice, that Rabban will bring down a, um, a pasuk and will completely go into an entire subject that has nothing to do with the pasuk and towards the end, explain the pasuk with the introduction that he brings here. Um, so, da, no. And when Rabban says no, no, it comes from the world of Atzirut. So the Chidushim is going to reveal it from the highest of worlds. Da, no. No, that through the Holy Torah, through the Torah, we receive all the prayers and all the requests um, that we request and we pray for. And the grace and the importance of Am Yisrael, the holy nation of Israel, is elevated and exalted before all those, uh, before, before all those who need. Whether it's a spiritual, whether it's a physical thing. Basically, the Torah allows a person to receive grace and to accept that basically anything that you need from someone Hashem will be accepted, whether it's Ruchani or Gashmi. Because now, because of our many sins, the grace and the importance of, the true grace and importance of Am Yisrael has fallen. Because no one thing, that the essential importance and the grace is now existing by the Goyim. But through the Holy Torah, 
the grace and the importance of Israel is exalted. Because the Torah is called at the ten of Mishle, a beloved though, a graceful gazelle. It specifically uses the word chen to prove that the Torah is chen. So what elevates our chen is the Torah. On this verse, beloved though, graceful gazelle, that it's a reference to the Torah which bestows grace on the one who learns it. Now Rabban was explaining, you want your tefillah to be answered? All your requests to be answered? How do you have to have that? Through Torah. Because through the Torah, all your prayers and all your requests are answered, are accepted. Now look, the Jew, the Isha Yisraeli, the Jewish man, must constantly look for the sechel, the intellect, the inner intelligence of every single matter, meaning every single event, any single object, whatever it may be, meaning why is this happening? The, the, why God is sending this? Or the wisdom behind this thing? And to bind himself to that wisdom and that intellect that exists within that thing. In order that this intellect illuminates this person, that exists within this matter, to come close to Hashem through that thing. Meaning, each and everything that we interact with in the world is hinting to us how to come close to Hashem. Even a cup of water or something, whatever it is. But we have to understand that this is hinting to us how to serve Hashem through it. But we have to constantly look for the sechah, the intellect behind that thing, or this event, this circumstance, whatever it is to come close to Hashem. Because everything is screaming our names to tell us, come close to Hashem. We just don't know how it is. Because the intellect is a great light, and it illuminates him in all his paths. The wisdom of man lights up his face, meaning intellect, inner intelligence of these matters, lights up a person, meaning it illuminates a person, tells him where to go. This is the aspect of Yaakov. This represents Yaakov. Because Yaakov merited the, the birthright. Which represents Reshit. And what is Rashid means the first. This represents the first. The Bechorah, the firstborn, is obviously represents the idea of Rashid, the first. Because he's the first one born, he receives the double portion. And the firstborn, which is Rashid, this represents Chokhmah. So Bechorah, Rashid, and Chokhmah are all one idea. As it's born in Tikkun, you dotted the Tikkun as well. Um, and you also say Rashid Chokhmah. As it says, the beginning of wisdom, meaning Reshit, the beginning, and Chokhmah and wisdom are one idea, and Bechorah are one idea. So Yaakov represents all these things. This is what it says in what it says in Bereshit. He tricked me twice. This is Esav whenever Yitzchak um, wanted to give him the bracha. Yaakov stole the bracha from <laughs> stole, right? Quote unquote, stole the bracha from Esav. That Yisav said to Yaakov, he tricked me twice. And what does Unkelu say, Vayagveni? Vayagveni is obviously a play on the words. Yisav is smart. He's saying Vayagveni is a reference to Yaakov, meaning Yaakov is a trickster. Yaagveni, Yaakov, he is trickster. He tricked me twice. And Unkelu's translate, the Aramaic translation of this is Vechakmani. When Unkelu translated, he translated it not Vayagveni, not as he tricked me, Vechakmani, he outwitted me. He used his smarts against me. So we see here that Yaakov represents Chokhmah. This represents the sun. Because the same thing, just like the sun illuminates a person's path, so does one's in, so does the intellect of every single thing. The the sechel that exists within every matter. This is what it says in Mishle. The path of tzadikim is like a glowing light. It goes and it continues until the noon of day. 
This is the idea of this light, this this shemesh, this sechel, this intellect that illuminates a person. Like basically the middle of the day, which is full of light. This is the aspect of chet, the letter chet. Leshon chiyut, which represents life force. Chet comes from the word chiyut, life force, vitality. Because the wisdom and the intellect of every single thing is the life force of that thing. That the chokhmah, wisdom, brings life to its owner. That here we understand that wisdom is the life of that thing. So we, whenever we look at something, we have to understand that the entire life of that is the chokhmah behind it, the sechah, the intellect behind that thing, the inner intelligence behind that matter, that event, that object, whatever it is. And we have to make sure that it illuminates us, that we can understand how to serve Hashem through that thing. But no, that, however, because the light of this intellect is so big, it's impossible to merit this light, except with the aspect of Nun. So what does this light represent? It's Chet, because we said Chet is Chiyut. And what is Chiyut? Life force. Life force is the Chokhmah of every, Chokhmah is the life force of every single matter. So the Chet is Chokhmah. But before you get to Chet Chokhmah, you have to go through Nun. And what is Nun? It represents Malchut. As it says, I recommend everyone becomes familiar with all the Sfirot, with all the, the divine attributes of Hashem, from Keter to Malchut, and becomes a little bit more familiar with the Kabbalah because you'll start to understand more. But even in simplicity, there's lots of Avodot Hashem here that Rabbeinu wants to hint us to, and this is the main thing, as we know from Rabbi Nathan. The main idea is the simple Avodot Hashem that Rabbeinu is telling us to do. So even if you don't understand the proofs, just continue moving and take the simple advice. Because all these secrets are brought down to a place where we can understand it, the lowest of people. So what is this? This represents Manchut. Nun represents Manchut. As it says, Difne Shemesh, before the sun, Yinon Shemo. His name is perpetuated. Uferash Rashi. And what does Rashi say? Leshon Manchut. Yinon Shemo. Yinon is a language of Manchut. So whenever Rashi is explaining Yinon to be an expression of kingship. And by the way, I think this is a reference to Mashiach also. Um, but this idea, Yinon, which is obviously a play on the words Nun, the letter Nun, um, is a reference to Malchut. So this is how Rabbeinu proves that Nun is Malchut. This represents the moon. Because the moon has no light of its own. That the moon has no light of its own. All it does is it receives the light of the sun. The sun reflects onto the moon and the moon shines that light of the sun. It has no light of its own. This is why Malchut is basically poor. This represents Malchut. It has nothing of its own. It has no light of its own. Except for that which it receives from the Chet. Which is Chokhmah. Which represents Chokhmah. Which we said above represents the sun. Yaakov, all these ideas that we mentioned. As we mentioned above. And now the light of the moon becomes like the light of the sun. Meaning when you both bind together, when the moon receives from the sun, when the moon receives from Chokhmah, what happens and the light of the moon becomes like the light of the sun why? because the light of the moon is shining that light of the sun it's the same idea but one who does not bind himself to the intellect and the wisdom and the life force that exists within every single matter this represents the idea of Esav he hated the firstborn and what did we say the firstborn is? Reshit which is Yaakov which is Chokhmah, which is Shemesh, which is Sechel, which is all these ideas. So there's Yaakov on one side and there's Esav on the other. They're two opposites. And yeah, Esav hates the Bechorah. 
So all this idea of Esav is he hates Sechel. And this is the idea of Malchut, the evil kingship. Malchut HaResha'ah, the evil kingship. This is the opposite side that we mentioned at the beginning of the lesson, right? That the idea is all the Chen exists by us, but now actually all the Chen exists by them. So this is Esav. It's either Esav has power or Yaakov has power. But how do we receive our power back again? So we mentioned at the beginning, Torah. So Rabbeinu is going to explain how this all ties together. But this is the idea of the evil kingship. Which, which represents the moon of the, the evil moon. Upon which it says in Yeshaya, the moon shall be disgraced, it got covered over. This is a reference to the Levana de Sitracha, the moon of the Yetzara. This is the difference between the Yetzarato, the good inclination, and the evil one. Because the good inclination is called the poor and the wise. Misken Vechacham. Bechinat Malchut, which represents Malchut. Because what did we say Malchut is? It's poor and it's in poverty. How? Because it has no light of its own. Because it has nothing of its own. This is why the, the moon represents Yetzeratov. Because it only receives from that which it receives from Chokhmah. All that it has is that which it receives from the Chokhmah, which is the sun, which we said earlier. But the evil inclination is called Melach Zaken Oxid, the foolish but old king. The old but foolish king. This also represents the moon, but the evil moon, which represents the evil Malchud, the evil kingship. It doesn't desire wisdom and intellect. As we said earlier, we said earlier, we brought the Pasuk in Mishle, that the fool does not desire understanding. He hates the Bechorah, he hates wisdom. But now Rabbi was explaining how to overcome the Yetzara, Esav, Malchud Esitracha, all this stuff, the evil kingship, the evil moon. How do we overcome this? We do it by one thing. Each and every person can give power to the holy Malchut, which is Chochmah Sechel, in order to overcome the evil kingship. A person should always incite his good inclination over his evil inclination. But Rabban was asking, how do we do so? How do we give koach, strength, to the holy Malchut? Through the Torah that he involves himself in with strength. When one studies Torah with strength, this is how he receives koach. He gives koach to Malchudik Dusha to subdue the other nations, the evil kingships, all these things. And this is happening literally right now today. This is the most applicable thing. That's why Rabbeinu starts with this Torah. It's very applicable. We can't even understand why Rabbeinu starts with this Torah, but it's an awesome, awesome matter because this is how we gain our status back of Chen and Chashivut to receive our importance again in the eyes of the nations, in the eyes of Hashem, that our tefilot are accepted, that anything we want from even any single person, that we have grace in their eyes, that they will obviously give it to us. Through what? The Torah. When we are bound to the Torah, this is how we create it. But through what? Osik Bechoach. Whenever he involves himself with the Torah, Bechoach with strength. Not just to involve yourself with the Torah, but with strength. As the Chachamim say, A person should always incite the Yetzirah over the Yetzirah. If the Yetzirah leaves you, then good. 
Let's talk about Torah. But if not, involve yourself in Torah. This is the idea. Involving yourself in Torah. Strengthen the Yetzirah. Talk with the Yetzirah. If this rogue comes and he accosts you, if he comes and he bothers you, drag him to the, the house of study. Because through the Torah, one receives koach and gives koach to the Malchut Diktushat, to the Holy Malchut. Then the Malchut, the Holy Malchut receives this koach that you're giving it to the Torah that you're studying. And, when, and there's many commentaries that explain what it means to study Torah. I, I heard many means study to apply the Torah. And I, I think the Parvot Chochmah brings this down, but there's many different explanations. Main idea is Pshitut. Look at Kitur like the Moran, Rabbi Nathan explained. Also, to pray on this Torah, this is studying Torah Bechorah, to do Tfilot on this Torah. Many different things. But a person has to pray to understand this. Because there's lots of interesting things that I will not uh, go into because I don't know that myself, but the main idea is Pshitut. So, study Torah Bechorah. Involve yourself with the Torah Bechorah. And what does this mean? Because what did we say? Drag it to the Beit HaMikdash in order to subdue the evil inclination. Because through the Torah, you give strength to the Mahudik Tushah. Then we said, the Malchut receives this Koach that you're giving it. What did we say is Malchut? It's Nun. And what's Nun? Leshon Malchut Rashi says. So it's Malchut is Nun. So what happens? The Malchut receives the Chiyut, the life force from Chochmah. Which is Chet. Because what did we say is Chochmah? The Chet. Then it's Chaber Min Kasher, Hachet Ve'anun. And now you combine the Chet and the Nun. So when you study Torah Bechorah, what you're doing in essence is you're giving the Chochmah of the Torah to the Malchut. And then whenever the Torah, and then whenever the Malchut, which is this, um, the holy the holy kingship, receives this Malchut, the Chet, the Nun receives the Chet, it creates Chet and Nun. You bind them together. Then it's Chaber, you tie, you bind, then it's Kasher, and you tie the Chet and the Nun. Then the light of the moon becomes like the light of the sun. This prophecy, which represents, which um, references the redemption. It speaks about this in Yeshaya, that the light at the end of times, the light of the moon will be like the light of the sun, will be the same size. This is all, obviously, Rabban is explaining how do you bring the redemption through this idea. Banning this idea of studying Torah Bechorah. You bring Korah to the Malchut Diktusha, which instead of giving Korah to the Malchut of the evil side, which now has power because we lost our Torah, but when you study Torah Bechorah, you bring the Chochmah to the noon, and then you create this Chet and this noon. You bind it together, and then the light of the moon becomes like the light of the sun, this redemption. And when this one falls, when this one rises, this one falls. Meaning when Yaakov, Chochmah, Sechel, Torah rises, the evil side will fall. Then all the evil kingship will be nullified and be fallen. Because the ways of Hashem are straight. The sinners stumble upon them. Meaning, through the path of the paths of Hashem, Torah, which is the Torah, through this, the tzaddikim who are attached to the holy malchut because of their study of Torah, they receive and they they are strengthened through this strength. They they get their strength through this. And what happens? The sinners will stumble upon them. This is the evil kingship that through whenever we study Torah, the Fosheim, the Dache, meaning the Dache of Hashem, the Torah Akdosha, the holy Torah that we involve ourselves in, when we study them, the Tzadikim, the Tzadikim will get strength from this. 
mean you will give koach to the malchudik dushan the tzadikim will also receive. Ufoshi mikashuvam the yitzara the evil kingship the evil moon will fall from this. Bechinat malchuta kasha this represents the evil kingship. Bechinat yitzara the evil inclination shenofel v'nichna al dei Torah which is fallen and subdued through the Torah. That we study Kanan as we mentioned above. Rabbeinu now explains that we're going to see a huge Kiddush. What, what does it mean, the Chet and the Nun, all this stuff? And through this, all our prayers and our requests are accepted. Because Rabbeinu is explaining one thing. You want to know why your prayers aren't accepted, your requests aren't accepted? It's because they don't, your words and your matters don't have chen, they don't have grace. And Rabbeinu is not only speaking about prayers and requests that you have for Hashem, he's speaking about requests that you have against certain people, uh, for certain people, to anyone, to anything. The reason being because in the heart of the person you're requesting, that you're requesting from, your words don't have chen, and they don't, your words don't enter their heart. As if their heart has no place for your words to enter in. Because your words, um, because the one who's requesting doesn't have chen. That they should enter, that his words should enter the heart of the one who he's requesting from. But through the Torah, this is an awesome chidush. And we're going to see how. Through the Torah, the Holy Torah that we said, that we just mentioned above, through this, you bind together and you tie together the Nun and the Chet because the Nun is the Malchut. The Chet is the Chokhmah which the Malchut receives. How does it receive it? Through the Chokhmah that you study the Torah. When you study Torah Bechorach, you give Malchut Dikdusha strength through the Chokhmah and then it creates the Nun and the Chet. And what's the Nun and the Chet when you put those two letters together? Benasichen, you create Chen. This is an awesome, awesome Chidush. And this is why Rabbeinu brings the Pasuk at the beginning. Beloved though, a graceful gazelle. Why is it a graceful gazelle? Chen, specifically. Because it's through the Chokhmah, the Torah, the Chet, which is then strengthening the Malchut, the Nun, that you create this Chen. That now all your Tfilot and your Bakashot are accepted. And then you merit that your words are now words of, of grace. Then your words and your, um, your requests are accepted. Just like one who speaks words of grace. Like that the words that he's saying enter the one who he's requesting. Meaning that who he's requesting from. This person who he's requesting from because his words have grace they enter his heart. This represents the letter now Rabbeinu is adding an extra idea. Now that now that the letters Chet and Nun are tied together and you create this word Chen, once you have Chen, you automatically create this letter Tav with it. Which represents engraving and engraving and residue. You create a hole in there. He inscribed a mark. What's Tav? Tav is the letter Tav. We know the last letter of the Alephet. But it also means mark, as we see in Yechazkel. And what is, why is Rabbeinu bringing in this Pasuk? What is, how do you inscribe a mark? How do you inscribe a Tav? Because through the word Through this idea of Chen, when you bind them together, you create and you engrave and you make a residue in the place of the heart. 
you make a, a hole basically in the heart of the one you're requesting from. I mean, to receive that request that you have that you have for him, from Hashem. Basically, any request that you have, you create uh, an engraving in that person's heart to allow that request to enter. Because through chen, through grace, your words are his words are accepted. The result is like this: that through the the chen that one has now. You engrave a place in the heart of the one that you're requesting from. In order that your word should enter his heart and he should accept your request. And this engraving that you create through this khen is a tav. So when you have a khen, then you automatically now create a tav whenever you're requesting from someone something or from Hashem something because now this tav means you're inscribed a mark in their heart. Because your chen has this grace, now you create a hole in the heart of this person that his word, your word should enter him. And this hole that you're creating is this tav. This letter tav, which means mark. So now you have chet, nun, you have chen, and then you have plus tav. Now Rabban is going to explain a massive chidush as well now. The words of chachamim are listened to with nachat. Are heard with nachat, pleasantness. Why nachat? Nachat daika, specifically pleasantness. Hanu bechinat chen, because nachat is a play on the words chen. Nun chet is chen, chet nun, chen, grace, hanal, that we mentioned above. hanal, and the tav that we mentioned above, that you engrave with your chen. So what you have, ne, nun chet tav is nachat, which is chen plus tav. And with these three letters, you create the word, the combination, nachat, pleasantness. Then your words are listened to, they're heard, they're accepted, and your request is accepted, as we mentioned above. This is what it says, that the words of Chachamim are heard with Nachat. Why Nachat? Because now that the words, why Divrei Chachamim also? Because you have to have Chochmah in order to receive this Chen, because you have to study the Torah, that we said earlier, which is this idea of Chochmah, Yaakov, you know what I mean? Sechen, Chochmah, all this stuff, Shemesh. And once you have Chochmah, you strengthen the Malchut, Dikdusha, which is the Nun. And then you create Chen. And then once you have Chen, then you create this Tav, you add this other Tav, which is Nachat. Now, now your words are pleasant in the eyes of the listener, in the ears of the listener. That your words should be accepted. Therefore, Yaakov, which represents this intellect that we mentioned above, this is why, this is why he merited grace. It says in Bereshit, because Hashem has favored me, He graced me. This is Yaakov who's saying this. Meaning Yaakov is grace because Hashem literally graced him. This is why he blessed all his children, the, the 12 tribes, with chen, with grace. That the children that were graced upon me. All this stuff is all a matter of grace that we see here. The theme of grace. But Binyamin was not, didn't exist at the time. He wasn't born yet. This is why. Yosef Hashem. Um, or no, Binyamin wasn't there at the time. But this is what why um, Yosef had to bless him. As Yosef tells Binyamin, God shall grace you, my shall give you favor, my son. And why was Yosef merited to be able to, to bless Binyamin with Khen? Why is it Yosef that represents Chen now also, not just Yaakov? This is why Yosef specifically was able to bless uh, Binyamin with Chen, who wasn't there at the time of the blessing of Yaakov when he blessed his children with Chen. Because Yosef was encompassing the idea of Yaakov more than anyone else. 
These are the descendants, the generations of Yaakov Yosef. It doesn't even say Yaakov and Yosef. It just says Yaakov Yosef. Because Yosef was the essence of his descendants, of Yaakov's descendants. Yaakov and Yosef are considered one. They're one idea. Don't separate them. So if Yaakov has grace, Yosef also has grace. And this is why it says about Yosef and Dvarim. The firstborn of his oxen. Grandeur is his. The firstborn is the aspect of intellect, as we mentioned above. Because we said it earlier, Bechor, Yaakov was Bechor, Yaakov married the Bechorah, Reshit, Reshit Chochma, and Chochma and Sechel are obviously interchangeable in this lesson. This is what it says with regard to Shoro, the firstborn of his oxen. This is a reference to Yosef. This is the blessing that Yaakov um, basically gave uh, Yosef. Um, Shoro, this is Shoro, his oxen, Lishon Hishtaklut. Shoro actually comes from the word Ashre, or um, Shor, which means to gaze. Lishon Hishtaklut, an expression of gazing. Because one, in order, if he wants, if he wants the Bechora, which is Bechor Shoro, the firstborn of his oxen, meaning Bechor, which is Chochma. If a person wants Chochma, Reshit, you have to, Shor, you have to look. And what's the looking a reference to? In order to gaze at the Sechel that exists within everything. So why is Yosef Bechor Shoro the firstborn of his oxen? No, it's not Bechor Shoro the firstborn of his oxen. Rabbeinu is explaining, playing with the words here. Bechor is the firstborn, which is Reshit Chochma, Reshit Chochma. It's wisdom. It's his inner intelligence. It's the Torah that we're talking about. It's all the ideas that we mentioned above. The Chet. The Shemesh. And how does one merit this? Through Shoro, which is an expression of gazing. The word comes from the, the root word Shor, which means to gaze. Because one needs to gaze at the intellect of every single matter. This is what it means at the end of the verse. Grandeur is Yosef's. It belongs to Yosef. What does say? Zivle. His radiance. Leshon Or. What is his radiance? Reference to light. Because the, the intellect illuminates you like a radiance in every single matter. Meaning in all the things... All these matters that you're looking at, all these events, are actually hinting to you how to come close to Hashem. And that intellect is what's actually telling you how to come close to Hashem. But you just need to look. You need to look at everything and see Hashem in every single matter. Even in a place where there was darkness and thick darkness, the intellect illuminated him. Intellect illuminates any single person when he merits to look at the intellect that exists within every single matter. And how to come close to Hashem through that thing. This is the essential. When one merits to look at every single thing in the sechel that exists within every single thing, you'll merit to see how Hashem is hinting to you to come close to Him through that thing. As like literally the sun illuminates your path, tells you where to go, because now you have light, you can see where you're going. Same thing is true of sechel, of chokhmah. The Torah illuminates that path for you. It's through the Torah that one is develops the tools to be able to look at the Chochmah within everything. Because through the Torah, study of Torah, then you merit, you strengthen Nun, Malchut. And once you strengthen Nun, Malchut, it's now able to receive from Chochmah, which is this idea, this ability to look at every single matter. But you can only do that through whenever you study Torah Bechorach, when you engage in the Torah Bechorach. Not just to study, it's engage. Avodat Hashem Be'emet, meaning to apply what you study, to, to really, really apply, to pray, to do whatever it is that, that you think is this idea. Torah Bechorach. And look at different farim, like um, 
Likud Tfilot and Kitur Likud Moran to understand what it means to study Torah Bechorach. And this is the, the story of the Gemara. Vezeperush. This is the explanation of what it said in the Gemara. What Rabbi Barachana said. We're going to see how all this stuff is so very deep and how Rabbi ties all the lessons that we just mentioned together. It says in the Gemara that there is a wave which would sink a ship. This is Rabbi Barachana saying. That wave which could sink a ship. It appears to have a spark of like a white flame at its crest, at its, at its head. Meaning this wave which is about to sink this ship has at the top of this wave, the point of this wave, this um, white flame, this white spark. And what happens? Rabbi Barakhan is saying, we beat it, these people on the boat, me and all these people, we beat we beat this white spark, this flame, with the staff that's engraved on this staff, this stick, with the staff that's engraved into it, the name of Hashem, I will be that which I will be. This is the highest name of reference to Hashem, the name of Hashem which represents Keter. Um, let's look at the Rashbam. Rashbam says, The spark of a white flame. What does this mean? A white fire, Umalach Maziku, it's actually a reference to a damaging angel. So we're going to see how Rabbeinu connects this entire story, which is very weird, how Rabbi Barakana beat up this white angel, basically, that's standing at the, the wave of a sh that's trying to crash the ship with a stick that has on it engraved this name of Hashem. So now let's pick apart this language. And Rabbeinu is going to explain it according to the entire lesson. Gala, wave, hua yetzara. This is a reference to yetzara. The matla lisfita, which wants to sink this ship, this is grace and important. To what sfinta ship? What is the yetzara? The yetzara wants to sink this ship. What's the ship? It represents importance and grace. Leshon safun vechashuv. It's an Aramaic. The, the Aramaic word for importance and grace is actually safun. Grace means safun. Which comes from the word sfinta, ship. It's the same word. Safun in Aramaic, which means in grace, is actually sfinta. It's the same, it's the same shoresh. So the Yetzirah wants to sink our importance, our chashivut. Because the Yetzirah wants to make us sink and to, um, and to make us fall. To make the, the grace and the importance of Amishal fall. The holy malchut, he wants to make it sink. It, um, it appeared to be a, what, a spark of a white flame at its crest, at the crest of the wave. What did that mean? We said that this was a reference to the white angel. Rabban was explaining something huge. At the beginning, the Yetzara will always disguise itself within mitvot and mislead a person as if he's urging him to do a mitvah. Meaning sometimes the Yetzirah doesn't disguise itself just in sin. <laughs> he's confusing the person to think that the thing he's doing is a mitvah. This is why you have to be so careful. This is what it means. The spark of a white flame. Esh levana, as Rashi says, or Rashbam says, um, a white fire. Even though it seems like a white fire, it's actually a damaging angel. Meaning white is, represents purity. But it seems on the outside like it's white, like it's a mitzvah. But on the inside, it's actually a damaging angel. This is the Yitzhara who tries to convince you that's an angel, you know what I mean? That it's a mitzvah, but it's not at all. 
It's actually massive avera. It's just disguising itself within this. And this is what I did in Mitrila. Before you make that beror, before you understand where the Yetzara is placed, before you make your separation between good and evil, the Yetzara will try to con- try to convince you that it exists within the mitzvot. Trying to convince you to do this. Sometimes even doing too many mitzvot is actually Yetzara. Trying to make you fall into depression and all these things. Sometimes too much itlavut, sometimes too much passion and desire for good is actually not good. And we'll have a noise please about this in many other lessons, but this is a reference to many things here. Uh, and how did Rabbi Barakana destroy this white angel? He beat on it with a stick that has engraved on it, it's like a staff of Moshe, kind of. What did this staff represent that they beat on it? That the main submission of the Yetzirah, the way you subdue the Yetzirah, is through the Torah. That we said earlier. How does the Torah represent a staff? It represents the Torah is all names of Hashem Barach. The Torah has built up all of the names of Hashem Barach as it explains in the Zohar. It explains in the Zohar there um, this idea. The Torah is built up of the name of Hashem. Uh, and the Torah also represents a staff. How do we know this? The, the, the Ten Commandments, the Luchot, no, the, um, the tablets, were a width of six and were a uh, length of six. And this idea is that this idea of six, what's six? Vav? Vav is shaped in a staff. The shape of the letter Vav is actually a staff. So we see here that the Torah represents a staff here. Because this Torah had its length with six and its width with six. I think it's cubits referencing. And this idea is an idea of the Torah. So six, vav, staff, which represents this, sta- this staff that Rabbi Barakana beat the angel with, is this Torah that he's beating the angel with. How do you subdue the Yetzara to the Malach Mazik, a damaging angel? It's through the Torah. Through the staff. This is what it means when it says staff in the story of the Gemara. This is sticks. Which is engraved upon it. Look at the language there. Chakik, engraved. This chakika that we talked about earlier. This tav that you create through chetnun. This chen. These are names. The names of Hashem. The aspect of the Torah. Which represents vav that we said earlier. And the letter vav has the shape of a stick. And the entire Torah is built of the names of Hashem. What's this idea that the Torah, the Holy Torah, subdues the Yetzirah? The Yetzirah, its entire goal is to make a person crazy, meaning to subdue his dad. Get away from your dad. Don't use intellect. All the sins in the world always become we don't strengthen our sechel, our da'at, against our koach I mean, the strength of the imagination. Rabbanu speaks about this in many lessons. This idea is that he wants to make us meshuga, literally crazy. As Yarizal says, a person cannot commit a sin unless he's actually meshuga mamash. He's actually insane. Because if you have da'at, which means you're not insane because you're using intellect, then you can't sin because your da'at is what's keeping you away from sin. Da'at is Torah, all this stuff. When you use your da'at properly, you cannot sin. It's impossible. But what? The Yetzirah will try to remove you from that and make you meshuga, literally crazy, as if you have no dat, chas v'shalom. Ki ba'al averehu meshuga, because a person who commits sin is meshuga. Kemo shamru rabbatanu zikhonu lachaz, it's in the Gemara Masechet Sota, en adam over avera, ela imken nichnas bo ruach shtut. A person cannot commit a sin unless is entered upon him, unless this 
foolish spirit enters him, meaning this idea of foolishness. Melech Zakenuch Sir we talked about, the foolish king, the Yetzara. If a person cannot a person cannot commit a sin unless the Yetzara takes power. Which is what? Whenever you don't have that, when you become Meshuga, when you don't allow the Torah to have strength. Just like crazy people, sometimes you need to hit them and to put upon them names like Kameot, like little necklaces with holy names on it to subdue their craziness because this is a very common technique as we know many of the Kabbalists used to engage in this. Rabbeinu knows this very well. So too, just like we do this in real life, we get people Kameot, people who are insane, sometimes you need to, whatever it is, to hit them with a stick same is true with the Torah, that you need to involve in it. When you involve yourself in the Torah, it becomes an aspect of sticks and names, meaning it becomes to beat the Yetzara. This is Rabbi Barbachan who is saying, we come to beat the Yetzara with sticks and sticks and this with this staff, which was on it, because this staff is a reference to Torah, which comes to beat the Yetzara because it doesn't allow you to commit this sin. With this you strike and you subdue the Yetzara. And you drive away this person from craziness. You separate him from craziness. And this foolish spirit which enters you, which tries to subdue you, will then be struck with this staff, which is the Torah, these holy names. This is the first pasuk we mentioned at the beginning, the first words of this lesson. Happy is the one who walks on a simple path. And wholesome path. Ashre, happy is he. Leshon istatut is not happy is he. It's actually what we said. Bechor shoro. Remember earlier? Shoro. Shor ashre. It's the same idea of gazing. Leshon istatut. This idea of one who gazes. Temimei darach. Bechinat. This simple path represents what? Bechinat Yaakov ishtan. Yaakov is a simple man. Yosheu bechinat hasechel kanan. And what did we say Yaakov is? Intellect. So, gazing temimei darach is this idea of this... Um, the sechel, tamim medarech. Yaakov ishtam yoshev olim. Yaakov is the man who sits in tents, the simple man who sits in tents. Tamim medarech tam. And what did we say? Darech, darech Hashem. We said earlier was the Torah. We explained above earlier. Darech Hashem yisharim that the pathways of Hashem are straight. This idea is the Torah klosha that we said earlier. This represents the intellect above that we mentioned. That means he ties it together to merit the intellect. Uh, to gaze at the intellect that exists within every single thing, to understand how each and everything is hinting to you how to come close to Hashem. This is the aspect of Yaakov, who's simple, the simple man. Because we said earlier, Yaakov represents this idea in its entirety. How do you merit it? Only through the Torah. This is the end of the Pasuk. One who walks on the pathway of Hashem, meaning the one who gazes um, like Yaakov, the simple man who is able to look at the Sechel, it's only possible if you walk with the Torah Hashem because one who studies Torah with strength through this you give strength to the holy Malchut which represents Nun this letter Nun in order to receive from the Sechet meaning you make this vessel for Malchut to be able to receive from Chochmah which represents Chet and then you combine Chet and Nun you create Chet and then your words your, are accepted. Like we mentioned above. Then the importance and the grace of Amishad are elevated. And all the filot and the requests of Amishad are accepted. May we, God willing, 
merit to have a request accepted through this chen. And God willing, apply this lesson. I recommend very much read the Likutet Filot on this, and God willing, we'll go lesson by lesson. And uh, with the Koach of the Tzadik, with the help of Hashem, that Hashem will continue moving on and applying all this, these Torah, God willing, to attain them all for ourselves.